Welcome everyone to the Olavet Torah Daf Yomi Shur. Today's Shur is Daf Hey. We will begin on Daf Dalit Amur Bet, towards the bottom of the page, at the line Kiman Azda Hada Amur Eb Chilbo. Right. Today's daf is a zechut for our sponsor plus his wife and his two children. They should have a zechut in all of their endeavors. If Purim Shechal Yopa Shabbat, if Purim falls out on Shabbat, Hakol Nitchim Al Yom everything gets pushed off to Thursday. So Purim falls out on Shabbat. This case over here. Purim the 14th falls out on Shabbat, which is this. And everything goes to here. Says the Gemara. Hakol Nitchim? Fa'ikam Mukavin David Machar. What do you mean? What about the what about the walled cities which still do on the fifteenth? Not everything goes to Thursday. The walled cities go to go on the four, on the fifteenth. They go to the next day. Mm-hmm. So Rather, everything that you move, you move to Thursday. So instead of moving it here, you move them both to Thursday. Who says that? Kiman ki Rebbe. That goes like Rebbe. Okay. Says the Gemara. Dekula alma mia migila b'shabbat lo kamina. Everyone seems to agree in all these cases that we don't read the Megillah on Shabbat. My Tama, why not? Why, ta- why actually don't we read the Megillah on Shabbat? What's wrong with reading Megillah? Reading Megillah is different. What's different than reading the Torah? We read the Torah on Shabbat. Amar Rabbah, Rabbah says, hayabin Here, there's two things that are necessary in order to be a soul. Number one, that everyone's chayab. Not everyone has to hear the Torah, but everyone has to hear the Megillah. So what? Big deal. Yeah. But not everyone's good at reading Megillah. And therefore, we're worried. Maybe one of the people who has to hear the Megillah might take the Megillah and go to an expert to teach him how to read it. He'll carry by mistake the, the Megillah and it's not worth it. Terrible sin of carrying on Shabbat. Rather, not so if any one time you have those two factors, that everyone's chayaf plus uh, not everyone knows how to do it, then you have to make a decree not to do it on Shabbat. That's the reason why we stopped the shofar and the lav on Shabbat. Also those things, everyone's got to do it. And not everyone knows how to do it. Why? So it seems like that the rabbi is going to say that a shofar is not really, not really called music and therefore would be allowed except for this. Mm-hmm. Okay? Another reason why we don't read on Shabbat is because 
לעניים, wait for מקלה מגילה to get their money, למתנות לאביונים. And now we do not Shabbat, they're not going to get their money. Tanya and Amihachi, we have a brighter like this also. Alpha Pichar, Kfarim, Lakim, Yom Knisa, Gobim Bo Bayom, Machlakim Bo Yom. Even though we make the, the villagers read on Mondays and Thursdays, however, we collect the Matal Ibnim and we give it out to Matal Ibnim on regular 14th, not on the day that you're reading 11th, 12th, or 13th. It's not even though we said it, it's because we said we move it, we, that's why we give the, give the Matal Ibnim. Since this is how it should read, since we move them to to the to the the Monday the market day, govim bobayom they collect on that day. Because the poor people are waiting for the megillah reading in order to get the gifts. Bottom of the page. Aval simha The rule is. That so the mikra megila goes together with with matanot levionim, because since they, when the anim come to hear the megila, they expect to get their money. But when it comes to simcha, like like mishloch uh, manot and simchat purim, and noheget alvesmanah, that they're doing on the, even the villagers do on the fourteenth always. Amar Rav megila bezmanah kriyotah afil biachid. Megillah in its right time, meaning if the Megillah is read, read on the 14th of Adar, not on the 11th, 12th, or 13th, then you read it even alone. Shalom Mizmana, if you're not reading at the right time, meaning if you're reading the Megillah on the 11th, or 12th, or 13th, if you're a villager, right, then Ba'asara, you have to read it with 10 people. Ba'asara says you always need 10 people. One time, Rav wait, waited to get 10 people to read the Megillah, even though it's only Ravasi. And Rav held that you're allowed to do it even with 14, even, even on non the 14th, you're allowed to do it with less than 10 people. But Rav was strict and he followed Ravasi. So, me, I'm Rav Hachi. Did Rav really say that? That you have to have 10 people? If Purim falls on Shabbat, the 14th is on Shabbat, then Erev Shabbat is the time. Mark says, what do you mean, Erev Shabbat? What do you mean? Then Shabbat is the right time. Right? When you move the, the Megillah off Shabbat, then the, the non-time becomes its time. Maz manam, just like in the time, afil biachid, then even, you can even read it alone. Then you can even read it alone. So you see that Rav is saying that even though you're not reading the Megillah on the 14th, you don't need to have 10 people. And before he said that you do. Look. It's not referring to uh, what does it mean that, that Friday is its time? It's coming to exclude Rebbe. This is just coming to tell you which day you read the Megillah, not whether or not you need 10 people. It's coming to tell you whether, it's coming to tell you 
when you read the Megillah, because you might have thunk, just like Rebbe holds, that once you move it, you move it to all to Thursday. So he's coming to tell you, no, I don't agree with that. I'm telling you that when you move it off Shabbat, you go to Friday. That's all it's coming to tell It's not coming to tell you whether or not you need 10 people. No, it's really Friday. Okay, good. New Mishnah. Says the Mishnah. What's considered a large city? Anytime they have in it 10 people who are not working. These people who are not working. Not working. Not working or learning? Don't work. I mean, that means they learn. Okay. If you have 10 learning people, that's good. Why do they say it like that? Why do they say learning? Well, you're going to see soon. It's not clear. Well, it's not clear what they're doing. Some rabbis are saying that they're learning. Some rabbis are saying they're always available for minyan. Some rabbis are saying that they're doing different jobs in the community. But that's considered a large town. If not, they're considered a a, a small town, a village. So, when it, regarding to the, re, the reading of Megillah, if we can't read on that day, the 14th, we go earlier, right? Mm-hmm. 11, 12, or 13. But there's other th- mitzvot that when you can't do them, you push them forward. What are they? But the time to bring the Kohanim sacrifice. Remember, we had in Ta'anit, we had a thing where there was a special holiday for a certain family on th- that day when their ancestors brought wood to the Beit HaMikdash, mm-hmm. right? That time, if it's supposed to come out on Shabbat, we don't, and we can't do it on Shabbat, we'll move it forward to Sunday. But Shabbat, we'll move forward. Hagigah, the Korban Hagigah, which you normally bring on the holiday, if it comes out on Shabbat, you move it forward. The Hakel, and gathering all of Klai Yisrael together to hear the king read the Torah once every seven years, moves forward. Machrim all these things Go get postponed and they don't get early made earlier. Even though we said that we postpone, that we make it earlier, don't make it late. You're allowed to have a eulogy and a ta'anit and give matal ivanim on the earlier day. Okay? So you should know that even though normally on Purim you can't have a eulogy. But you're allowed to have one on the 11th, let's say. If they're reading on the 11th or the 12th in a village, you st- even though you read the Megillah, you could still go to a eulogy afterwards. Or you could go to a, you could have a fast day for rain afterwards. Amar Bihuda, Amatai, when do we make it earlier? That's only in a, in a place where people go into town on Monday and Thursdays. Then you only read on the 14th. Says the Brayta. Tanu learned to the Brayta. When we said ten people, Asarav, then ten people are not working. It means Shabbat Knesset have to be in the shul. Like we said before, that means that they're in the shul in order to be available for minyan or in order to learn. Okay. 
regarding these things we said you make it earlier and not later. My time up. Why don't we do the Megillah later? Why do we always make the Megillah earlier when it comes on Shabbat? Why do we make it earlier, not later? Because of the villages. Right, so, the villages, but why, why, why not later? If we can't, that's why we can't do it on Shabbat, but why can't we do it later? Push it off. Pasuk Megillah says, and do not pass. And from there we learn that when we have to move it, always earlier. Okay. okay, this is an interesting case. Once you mention this rabbi, we're going to mention another thing the rabbi says. How do we know we don't count days for the years? Which means if a guy makes a swear, he swears he's not going to do something for a year. So if he makes a swear on uh, Gimel Nisan, he has to wait till Gimel Nisan the next year, and then he can eat whatever he said he's not going to eat. He has to follow his word. The guy says, where is he not going to drink wine for a year? So, so from, if he did it on Gimel Nisan, he has to Gimel Nisan the next year. Makes sense? Yeah. Now, technically, it's not really fair because a year is supposed to be 365 days. And in the Torah year, most of the time, the years are 354 days. So you're short 11 days. Now, the Gemara is asking now, how do we know that when a guy makes a swear like that, we don't count days and make you stay till your Dalad Nisan? Probably till the end of the year. It's, no, they don't say till the end of the year. It's till Gimel. Okay. But it's not till Yudalad, because technically you want to add 11 days would be Yudalad. Mm. How do we know that we don't count days to make it Yudalad? Says the Gemara. Shneemar lechotche hashana. The Pasuk says, for the months of the year, which teaches you, you count months for the year. But you don't count year, days for the, for the year. Okay. How do we know we don't count hours to the months? Which means, welcome, Binyamin. What does that mean, we don't count hours to the months? Let's say a guy... I'll just give you an example. A guy is going away on a trip, right? And his wife is nervous that he's going to die and leave, him in, leave her in Aguna. So he gives her a get, and he says, listen, if I don't come back in a month, you divorce with this get. So this way you're not stuck. Now, the guy ends up coming back, but he comes back late. He doesn't want his wife to be divorced. So he, if he comes back, if they said a month, if I don't come back in a month, and he come, this, now, month, Jewish months sometimes have 29 days, sometimes have 30 days. But the actual amount of time it takes for a month to happen is 29 and a half days. So if the guy comes back 29 and a little bit, and it was a 29-day month, so technically, it's already the next month now. But, but it's less than 29 and a half days, which is how long the actual month is. Well, we don't count hours to the month. How do we know that? We only count days for the month. We don't count hours for the month. The following things we push forward and not back. So what are that? Tisha B'Av, why don't we move Tisha B'Av forward? When Tisha B'Av falls on Shabbat, we always do it on Sunday. We fast on Sunday. Why not Friday or Thursday? When you have something bad, you don't move it closer. You move it further. Therefore, this first thing we move to Sunday. Well, Korban Chagigah is not a bad thing. Korban Chagigah is not a bad thing, and yet we move that forward also. If the Korban Chagigah falls out on 
Shabbat. We don't make it earlier, we make it later. Right here. Hand went off. Right here. Okay. Why do we move it early, uh, later, not earlier? Says the I understand Hagiga. Because it falls on Shabbat, we make it after Shabbat. Avalzman. Why? Avalzman Hagiga Mahi. What does it mean, the time of Hagiga? Oh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, sorry. I, I, I skipped something. The reason why we push them forward is because it's not the time yet. You can't make it earlier if it's not the time yet. If Yom Tov is going to come out on Shabbat, you're allowed to do it afterwards, but the time of Chiyuv only comes on, on, on the day, so you have to move forward. Tana. Chagiga and all the times of Chagiga, we always push forward. I understand Chagiga. If it's happening on Shabbat, you push it to Sunday or after Shabbat. I was what do you mean the time of Chagiga? Chagiga is done on Shabbat. And a separate Olav which is a separate Korban that a person has to bring when you come to the Beit HaMikdash three times a year. I feel it could, if it falls even on Yom Tov, we push it off. Because the Zman Hagiga, we push forward. That's one opinion. Mani, who is this? Bet Shemayi, it's not Bet Shemayi Omrim. Mevi'im Shlamim Bi Yom Tov, Ave En Sobchim Alem. He says you can bring a Korban Shlamim on Yom Tov, but you can't lean on them. Ave Lo Olot, you can't bring a lot. He says you can bring both. So according to this, there's something called a korban ola. Korban ola is different than a korban shalamim, like a chagiga, because the korban ola, no one eats of it, right? The, the kohen is not allowed to eat the korban ola. It goes all on the mizbeach, and since no one eats it, Bet Shemai says it's not allowed to be brought. On Shabbat, because no one's eating of it. Now we have another way to explain the Brayta. Rava Amar Chagiga v'Kozman Chagim Chagiga, you could push it off the whole time of the Chagiga. Tvelo, according to this, it's not telling you about Zman Chagiga. Is not talking about Olat Reiyah. Zman Chagiga is referring to how far you could push the Chagiga. So when you push the Chagiga off, how far can you push it off? Kozman Chagiga, the whole time of the Chagiga time, which is about seven days. The time we learned, if you didn't bring a Korban Chagiga on the first day of holiday, you could do it the whole Chol And even on the last day of Yom Tov, if the, if the whole holiday passed and you bring the Chagiga, you can't, you're not allowed to, you don't have to bring another korban, you missed it. So going to Rava, this Zman Chagiga is referring to how long you could bring the korban Chagiga, not a separate korban. Okay? Again, the funny statement was uh, Chagiga and Zman Chagiga. Chagiga, we know what that is. What is Zman Chagiga? Either first one was saying is 
olot right? Like Bet Shemai. Or it's referring to the times when you can bring the Korban Chagiga. Okay? Or Rav Ashi Amar, Chagaz Mechagamah Harin, what does that mean? Afilu Atzeret Dechad Yoma Ma'acharinan. It's coming to teach you about Shavuot. Because there is a Cholom for Sukkot and for Pesach. But there is no Cholom on Shavuot. So if a person has to bring his Korban Chagiga on Shavuot, which everyone does, and you miss it, because Shavuot falls down on Shabbat, you would think you're stuck. Here we're coming to tell you, no, that there's a Zman Chagiga, there's a time of Chagiga, there's seven days after Shavuot, that, you're, that it's time that you could bring a Korban. Mm-hmm. Happens to be, like I told you, that uh, we don't say Anna during those days after Shavuot, even though it's not a holiday, because it's the time of Chagiga. You could bring Korban Chagiga those days, Right? One time, Rebbe planted a tree on Purim. And he took a bath on the market day of Tzipori on the 17th of Tammuz. And he wanted to get rid of Tzipori. So there's three different things that he did. Number one is, he planted on Purim, took a bath on Tzipori, and tried to get rid of Tzipori. What does that mean? That wasn't the story. It was Tzipori that fell on Shabbat, Right? When we said he tried to get rid of it, Shabbat doesn't mean he tried to get rid of it altogether. It means that he said that since it fell on Shabbat, let's just not let's just not fast at all. Once you push it off, don't fast at all. And the rabbis did agree. So Rabbi said, "Oh no! Now that you explain me what Rebbe really did, thank you. Two people are better than one." And he quoted that pasuk because now I understood what happened. Now let's go through the other acts that Rebbe did. Like the trees. What? Like the trees on every single day. <laughs> yeah. Planting a tree is a funny thing, right? Rebbe, hechi natan purim. How would Rebbe plant on purim? Atani Rebbe didn't Rebbe say, simcha mushevi yom tov, simcha melamed shesum asbed. We learn from the word simcha, you now have a eulogy. Mishteh melamed shesum asbed, we learn that you have to eat, you can't fast. Yom tov melamed shesum asbed, we learn that you now do melamed So if you now do melamed purim, how did Rebbe Plant the tree. Ella, Rebbe bar abasa ava. Chinata bechamesa ava. Must be that Rebbe was a 14th guy. Because he lived in an unwalled city. And he planted it on the 15th. And therefore it makes more sense. So says the Gemara, Ain't is that true? For Rebbe bitzveri ava. We know Rebbe lived in Tiberias. And Tiberia has a wall from the time of Yeshua Benun. Ella, Rebbe Bar Chamsahava. Rebbe was the 15th guy. Vechinat Bar Besahava. Must be that he planted on the 14th. Must be Rebbe was the 15th guy, because he's a, he's a Tveria resident. Okay. And he planted the tree, not on the 15th, but the 14th. That's how he's allowed to do it. Because it wasn't his Purim day. Says the Gemara. Are you sure that Tveria is from the time of Yeshua Benun? 
Chizkiah Kari Betrayim by Basim Bechamasa, there was a rabbi called Chizkiah, and he read on in Tiberia on the 14th and the 15th, because he wasn't sure whether it was from the time of Yeshua or not. I says, well, Chizkiah Masach, the Rebbe Shitla. Must be that Chizkiah didn't know, but Rebbe knew that it was a walled city. That you can't do a hesped or a ta'anit on the 14th or the 15th of Adar. Now, what do we need to tell? We know that already. So it says, you know what's coming to teach you? It's coming to teach you that the 14th guy can't do it on the 15th and the 15th guy can't do it on the 14th. So how could Rebbe have planted a tree on the wrong on the other day, on the fourteenth, because he's a fifteenth guy. Anyway, he can't because he shouldn't do melacha even on the other day. When we said you're not allowed to do it on the other day, that's referring to fasting and eulogies. But melacha you can do on the other day, and that's why Rebbe's allowed to plant, plant the tree. And is that true? But Rav Chazir Alhu Gavra to have a kashani kitna b'puria velatia v'lot tamach v'lot tamach bente. We have a story that Rav saw a guy who was planting flax on Purim, and he cursed the guy, and the flax didn't grow because he's upset that he's planting and doing work on Purim. So you see, you're not allowed to do it on that day. Was no haatam bari That wasn't the other day. That was on his day. So if he's the 14th guy, the guy who's planting flax on the 14th. And that's why Rav cursed him. But you're right, if you're the 14th guy, you can do it on the 15th, and the 15th guy could do it on the 14th, and therefore that's why Rav planted on Purim, it's referring to that case. Says the Gemara, Rav Abrei de Rav Amar, Field him and be Yomeh, Sir Tarit Kiblu Alehem, Malachal lo Kiblu Alehem. He's claiming, so, for, till now we said, that Yudhal Adu Malachal Purim, and the reason why Rebbe, Planted was because it wasn't real Purim, it, was his, it wasn't his real day. Now, we always, this has been bothering Victor because uh, Vic, last time Victor checked, he's been unlocking iPhones the whole Purim. What do you mean? I thought you're allowed to do work on Purim. So you're going a little like Rava because Rava says, Rava Braid the Rava says, I feel the Biyoma. It could even be on the day itself. I could tell you that Rebbe was planting not just on the other day. On his day, on the 15th. Right? Yeah. Why? Because Hesped was that he blew on him. The Jews accepted themselves not to do Hesped and Tanit on Purim. Melacha lo kiblu him, but they never accepted themselves not to do Melacha. And therefore, Melacha Purim is not a sword, it's mutar. Mm-hmm. How do we know? In the beginning, before the Jews accepted Purim, the Pasuk says that Esther wanted to make it a day of Simcha, Mishter, rejoicing. The Yom Tov and a Yom Tov, like a regular Yom Tov. But later in the Megillah it says, La Asoto Yom Mishnah Misah. It says to make it a day of Mishnah and Tzvah. The Yom Tov Loktani doesn't, it doesn't say the word Yom Tov. So it sounds like even though Esther tried to make it into a Yom Tov, the Jews never accepted it. And that's why we're allowed to do Malachana on Purim. So if so, what about the case of the guy with the flax hazit? There was a guy who planted flax. And Rav told, cursed him that it shouldn't grow because he's doing it on Purim. Why would he curse him if, if the Jews never accepted it? Why is he cursing the guy? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. One more yeah, time. Yeah, I got it. Okay, good. It says, well, 
דיברתי מאחרים, אבל מגיעים בהם עשר סוף דבר. ובעד שדיבר בי לא נהוג. In his town, there was a custom that the people didn't work on Purim. And this guy, he's breaking the custom of the town. Mm-hmm. So that's why I have a custom. But in Rebbe's town, there was no custom. That's why Rebbe did it. That's why he planted. Oh, you with us or no? Yeah, I got it. Do I know which town it was? No, it doesn't say. But Rav lived in Surah, I think. I'm assuming that's where he lived. It doesn't say where it was. Maybe it was some other town. I have no idea. Ve'ibaytema. Another explanation. Le'olam nahuk. Really, the minhag is that you, that you, not allowed to do work. But Rebbe, who planted, he was allowed to do his planting. Why? Because Rebbe was planting not regular work. It was in the tiyasha simcha. A tiyah of, of enjoyment. Because people plant Special planting of mitzvah of enjoyment of joy that you're allowed to do on Purim. Why? If the Jews fasting to get rain and they weren't answered, they stop, they, they do less business. They have less planting and constructing. We said, if do less building of simcha, you have to do less planting of simcha. What's called building of Simcha? If a guy's building a wedding hall for his son, in the old days people used to build a wedding hall for their kids, and the guy would live in it afterwards. What's called the planting of Simcha? If a guy's planting, planting himself a royal garden, that's Mutah. So Rebbe was planting a royal garden. Since it's a royal garden, you're allowed to do it on Shabbat, on Purim. Now, we had mentioned before that Rebbe knew, kept one day of Purim in Tiberias, and Chizkiah kept both days. Because Chizkiah wasn't sure if it was a walled city from the time of... Yeshua Benun, correct. Says the Gemara, Gufa. Let's clarify that statement. Chizkiah read on the 14th and the 15th. Because he wasn't sure. He ilo. If it's from the time of Shubanun or not. Are you not sure about Tveris? We know that the city of Rakat is Tveria. And the Pasuk in Yoshua mentions that the walled city is Rakat. So if Rakat is Tveria, so we know it's a walled city. Why is Chizkia reading on two days if it already says in the Pasuk that it was a walled city? Says in The reason why he's not sure is because Tveria is on the water. And it has a walled city on three sides. And the water side is open. So since the water side is open, yes, it's a walled city, but he's not sure if the side that's open to the water is considered closed. That's for sure not a wall, Tanya. It has to have a wall. You can't have a wall of houses. Right? You could technically make a wall of a city by having a bunch of houses facing inward and their outside walls make a wall around the city. That's called a shurigan. No, it has to have a, a wall, not a shurigan, not a bunch of house walls facing out. It has to be a separate wall for the city. What else? 
has to be saviv, when it has to have a wall around it, it has to be a wall around it, not like Tveria that has a, a, the sea as its wall. You're right. When it comes to whether or not it's considered a walled city for selling your house, you're right. Everyone knows that Tveria is not a walled city. What's called an unwalled city? What's called a walled city? Which mentioned the Megillah. Because they're open. This one's not open. But Tveria is considered open because the bottom line is you can get in from the, from the wall, seaside. Or Dilma, Mishum Dahani Migni. Or maybe it's because they're protected. And the others are not protected. And Tveria is protected because since, in other words, what's the point of having a wall? That's what Chizki is not sure about. If the point of having a wall is whether you could see into the city, then Tveria has no wall because the seaside has no wall and you could see in. If the point of having the wall was to be protected from enemies, Tveria is protected from enemies because the seaside is somehow protected and therefore you can't, no army could walk into the city. You have to go on boats to get in. And therefore, since it's considered protected, therefore, maybe you would read the Megillah on the 15th because if the idea is protection, it's protected. Rav Asi kari Megillah v'hutzal ba'abasa b'chamesa. Rav Asi read the Megillah in Hutzal on the 14th and the 15th also, because he was afraid. In Hutzel also, he was worried whether it's the 14th, whether it's from the time of Yeshua or not. There are those who say, Amar of Asi, He says that it was, and therefore it's on the 15th. So it's Machlok, whether he read on both, or he said, no, it's a 15th, and he read on the, it's a walled city. Okay, we're going to leave this Amar B'yochanan for, to, for tomorrow. Baruch Adonai Le'olam, Amen v'Amen.